everyone is so data driven on ad performance, right? And, or, you know, they're doing a, a CRO experiment, you know, and they're just diving into the data. But then again, they haven't looked at price, you know, in five years on, on their main selling product. So take that same mindset, you know, you use that you're so analytical with on your paid ads and apply it to pricing because there's just so much value. It's one of the easiest things you can do now that you know that there is a process to do it to improve profit for your business. All of that profit is just going to flow straight to the bottom line. And it's best for almost every brand out there because I could almost guarantee you're at the wrong price point right now. Hey, it's time for the spicy curry segment. The point of the show when I get just a little bit spicy and how is this for spice for you? Your prices are wrong. Almost undoubtedly, what you're charging customers right now is not optimized. And I think the reason for this, and we talk about it in the show, is because we kind of are reactionary with our pricing strategy. We price based on competitors, competitor benchmarking, or we use cost plus, but we never look at how does our price impact conversion rate and total volume and total profits. And here's the deal. Mathematically speaking, there's a way to find the right price for your business, the right price that will maximize total profits. Because here's the deal. We can't take percentages to the bank. We can't take competitor comparisons to the bank. But what we can take to the bank is cold, hard cash. So in this episode, Byron Meyer and I I talk about pricing theory, pricing strategy, and pricing optimization. Then you're going to love it. You got to check it out. So now back to the show. I'm here with Byron Myers and can't wait to dive into pricing and pricing strategy. But I want to hear a little more of your story, Byron. And so you're a longtime entrepreneur, very successful guy. You started a med tech business, then now you got a business with your wife and daughters. And so we're going to talk about both, but talk a little bit about your your med tech business, why you started that and, and what the, the scoop was behind that. Happy to. And uh, just great to be here as well, Brett. This is, you're one of my top three podcasts of all time I listen to mm. on the regular. Dude. So Love that. It's an honor. <laughs> <laughs> that, that warms my that warms my heart. That's better than a five star review any day. That that verbal affirmation there. Love it. Thank you for, for sharing that. Yeah. So yeah, my entrepreneurial journey started back in college. I uh, UC Santa Barbara entered a business plan competition with a couple of friends just for experience. You know, didn't didn't want to start a company, but uh, we stumbled onto a great idea. Just uh, completely driven from the market just trying to solve a problem for a grandmother. And uh, that was a portable oxygen concentrator. So basically made its own oxygen from room air and would replace all of the oxygen tanks that people had to drag around, which obviously have a, a limited capacity. And uh, again, just all from the market. None of us were engineers. I was a math econ major. And uh, so was another founder. And the third was biology. And so we you know, really developed the technology along the way after we had a full understanding of the market. Um, but we launched that company still while in college, ultimately uh, took it public in 2014. At the peak, our market cap was over $6 billion. Definitely has stumbled 
since then, but uh, I put in a good 20 years with the company. And um, now actually I'm doing a new company, Glimmer Wish, that my daughter came up with, hair care and skin care. And uh, that has already been more fulfilling, has been more fun, more rewarding personally than uh, taking a med tech company public. It's, it's just been great to do it with family. Yeah, and that that's that's one of my dreams. I would love to start a business, start a brand, do something with family. We, we have a small real estate business that, that a few of my kids and my wife, my wife mostly runs it. So that's fun, but we'd love to do more. Uh, yeah, building a business with family, kind of fun. It's great even if it doesn't make a lot of money, it's still enjoyable. And and so I, I just, I love the story though of Inogen where yeah most people that start a school project Byron they just try to you know get a passing grade and hope the teacher doesn't call them out too much because they're just throwing stuff together but you built an idea that eventually turned into a real business that eventually IPO'd like that's just that's crazy not very often that that happens for sure and and I know maybe the, the recent history hasn't been as great for the, the company but great while you were there sounds like and and um, you know th- things do change for sure I love you know this topic of of pricing and price optimization but when did you first become passionate about pricing was that something that just kind of evolved over time was there like a eureka moment talk about why you became so focused on pricing yeah yeah great question and this this has really become my passion project now um, because brands i've just noticed don't pay attention to pricing um, but how i stumbled across this uh, at some point you know along the way in the engine journey i wanted to put some more tools in my toolbox and so i i did the rady mba program which is at uh, uc san diego down the coast from from where i was at in santa barbara and um you know just in one economics class the professor was you know talking about pricing just sort of on the side more on a theory basis um but i was you know i took the mba program for my business i I want tools how am i going to grow my business you know make it as successful as possible i didn't want just you know the mba for you know to further my career you know on my resume so i saw there that Economic theory allowed people to optimize prices by really solving for prices. But, you know, in the textbooks, it's done with quantity, you know, and kind of on a, you know, on a theory basis. So I adapted that to kind of the modern e-commerce seller, which was all on conversion rate and um, kind of made a bunch of changes and then used it in Inogen and used that process repeatedly year after year to optimize prices. And we improve profit by millions by doing this. And so now I'm doing it in, you know, my new businesses and uh, it's working well. And I just, I just want to share it with others. Yeah, this is so interesting because I think most people, when it comes to price, they're more reactionary. They're looking at what competitors are charging. They just arbitrarily pull something that's kind of, what do I think I can get away with? What do I think I can charge here? Rather than being strategic and mathematical and applying pricing theory. And and to your point, with your previous brand, this was responsible for millions and millions of dollars in profits by improving your pricing model. And and you know, little little changes in price can have a dramatic impact on profits, but little changes in price can also have a dramatic improvement or change in conversion rate. And so really excited to dive into this topic a little bit, but, but where, where do you think most brands get priced wrong? Yeah, I think that um, probably the most common error is that they just set it and forget it, right? They, (laughs) they think about price once and then never look at it again. But you know, the, 
second most common problem is that they're setting prices incorrectly. And I think largely using the methods that you mentioned, you know, they're looking at competitors, that's competitor benchmarking. They're doing, you know, cost plus, you know, trying to get their margins to a certain place. But all of those methods, I mean, they're great when you don't have any data and you, and you need to launch with something. But once you have data, you need to use a mathematical tool. And to be fair, I, I just don't think brands are aware that you can mathematically optimize price to maximize margin. I mean, it, it's not a, you know, just arbitrary point you test and, and you know, test a few prices, one way to do it, but you're not going as far as you can. There's an actual method you can use to get to the right price point. There is a correct price, which you can solve for. Yeah, and it's really great that you said some of those tools, competitor benchmarking or cost plus, it's okay if you don't have data, right? You gotta start somewhere, right? So you gotta start somewhere, but, but yeah, ultimately, you know, is your goal to compete with your competitors or is your goal to maximize profit? Is, is your goal to get a certain margin on each item or is the goal to maximize total profits, right? We don't live on percentages. We can't take percentages to the bank, but you can take cold hard cash to the bank. And so, yeah, you can find mathematically what the right price is. So can you kind of walk us through what what is the what does your model entail? How are you weaving theory with, you know, practical tools and stuff? So, so walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, it's you can really set up a few simple tests which you need to gather the data which you would then do calculations with. And you hear a lot of people say sometimes, you know, especially now, you know, just just raise your price, see what happens, you know, see if you're better off, which again is better than not doing anything. But I found that many times brands are better off lowering price because you get such an improvement in the conversion factor. And so, as you said, it's not about maximizing the margin on a per sale basis. It's the total margin in the business. So what you need to do is run several price tests and you know pick higher prices pick lower prices really as far away as you can you know 10 20 percent or more kind of depends where your price point is and capture the conversion rate data at each one of those price points and there's tools out there to easily do this like the simple shop is one where you could see conversion data on a per product basis you can get it in ga you know shopify doesn't show conversion rate by each product for some reason but i'm hoping they're gonna improve that. Um, but then you're essentially drawing this relationship, which is actually the demand curve. Every business has its unique demand curve, which is also price elasticity. So that's how demand is changing. So in, in other words, how the conversion rate for your product is changing as the price changes. Right? And so each one will have a different slope, a different shape of that demand curve. And once you have that data, then you can do some real math. And from there, it's just an equation. You need some other points of data, um, but uh, you're just doing calculations to find the right price and not between those test points that you did, but any price along the whole demand curve, which will maximize profit. Yeah, it's super interesting. So not just what the prices you tested, but look at that demand curve and and the concept of price elasticity, it's, it's brilliant and it, it does unlock 
you know, new thought processes and, and a new level of profitability for you. I remember actually, this is one of the areas in college really sticks out in my mind, the price elasticity of demand and, and understanding that, you know, for some things are, are very elastic, you know, heart surgery, as an example, you need heart surgery, does it really matter what it costs? Like you're going to figure out a way it could be 10,000, it could be 100,000, it could be $200,000. You're going to figure it out if you need it to save your life versus gasoline. I don't know if the two gas stations next to each other, one's 10 cents a gallon cheaper, you're probably going to do that. Why wouldn't you? Five cents, even one cent a gallon cheaper. If you notice, maybe you would uh, take that into account and that's inelastic, right? And so what you've got to do though, is you've got a price, you've got to have enough tests of price to build that demand curve for your business. And then you find the sweet spot along that curve. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah. Pretty much. So, and almost every brand, you know, in, in e-commerce is pretty elastic, which means it will vary. The, the conversion rate will be sensitive to price changes. And so almost every brand can benefit from doing this exercise. And, you know, you need to understand what that price elasticity value is for your business. And then you can find out what the optimal price point is doing a bunch of math. And now that I just said that, did I inverse those? I know the, the what I described was good, but I think I, I described one as elastic when it was not elastic. And and so I didn't hey, want to spell you out. Class. <laughs> yep. The concept is the same. I swapped the words, whatever. So yeah, uh, demand is inelastic for heart surgery. Demand's going to be what it is. Right. Elastic for gas. So correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks for not calling me out, but there was something in there that you said, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I, I said that backwards. How many tests are we maybe going to need to run and for how long? Uh, kind, of, kind of map that out. Right. So, you know, at a minimum, you want a higher price point than your control and a lower price point than your control. So you have, you know, three distinct points where you're, you're using your control price as well. Ideally, you know, I like to do more, but it kind of comes down to the brand's ability to track data, you know, to simultaneously run tests. So you're doing these simultaneously, ideally. If you're not, you know, kind of set up to do that, you can do them sequentially. Then you have to, you know, take into account seasonality. You have to have some normalization factors to kind of put the data back so you can compare it with the prior data, but that's all doable. You know, it's, this is all better than not looking at price at all. You know, so we're, we're better off no matter what. And, you know, a lot of people get all concerned about, you know, is the data statistically significant and all that, of course. I mean, you can use calculators online to find out if it is and the amount of data you need to, to run for it to be, you know, stat sig and all that. I try not to get too hung up about that because again, this is all, you're all better off no matter what. But I, I tend to run a test for at least one month, kind of regardless of the volume that a brand's doing. So ideally you're simultaneously running three different price points for at least a month. Would be control higher price, lower price, run those all three simultaneously, ideally for a month. Correct. Then you'll have plenty of data to do the calculations. And are you, when you're running these price tests, are you mainly suggesting someone does this on their Shopify store or on, on Amazon or both? Or does it depend on where they get the most volume and any insights there? Or does it doesn't matter. You can do it anywhere. For Glimmer Wish, 
Amazon's doing great for us right now. That that is our best channel. And so we're leaning into Amazon. I've done all of the data using Amazon data. You know, you can get to conversion rate data in Amazon. You can change prices. You don't even you can do some price, you know, A-B testing, but you don't need to. Wherever your your most volume the volume is for your business, I recommend, you know, doing the process, but you can do it everywhere. Yeah. Super interesting. Cool. And so, so anything, anything specifically for a Shopify store owner? Cause I know you mentioned can't see conversion rate by product. So, so if we are running a Shopify store, that's where we need to lean into GA or some other tool. Yeah, you can use GA. Uh, I use, there's a, it's, I think it's $5 a month uh, and you know, no relation on my part, but it's called the simple shop.com and it's just an overlay and it will show you everything you need to know, conversion rate data by product and a bunch of other helpful info. So it's a pretty inexpensive solution. And then you're, you're getting the data, you're running the calculations and that's going to basically the calculations you run. Is that going to give you one price? Is it going to give you a price range? What, what is that going to spit out for you? It will give you the exact price to maximize total profit. Now there are, there's two separate processes. Actually, you can maximize total revenue or you can maximize total profit. And those are two distinct price points. That's not the same price to, to accomplish both. And so if for some reason you want to maximize revenue, you you're valued on revenue, not on profit. And you want to show that top line growth. And there's some real business reasons to do that. Exactly. But you're going to maximize profits. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you could do that. And I like to do that anyway, just to see where that point is. But most brands are going to want to maximize profit. So it will give you the exact, you know, to the cent price. Now from there, I recommend doing some fine tuning, right? Because that, that's just math. And then I talk about um, in a, a course I have where you can, um, you know, bring in consumer psychology and, you know, some other factors where you do want to finesse that mathematical price point a little bit sometimes to uh, just fine tune it. Yeah, get it to maybe end in an interesting number. Do you do the the dot nine, nine you know, 0.99 or 0.97 or 0.67, whatever? What, what, do you, what do you do in there to, to optimize? And then, and then you're also taking into account other things like, you know, how's this going to impact my sales velocity on Amazon, which could impact rankings, which you know has a bit of a virtuous circle. I guess because it's looking at conversion rate, it is, it is taking that into account. It is. And it's also taking into account in the equations, you, you need your marginal cost. So that's the cost for one additional unit. And so you're not including fixed costs in there, you know, like rent and overhead, and actually not even including advertising cost, which a lot of people would include. But, you know, just that cost really of your product, any processing costs, fulfillment costs. So some of those Amazon fees, you know, are going to go go into that as well. But you need your marginal cost and your eventually you get your marginal revenue from your demand curve. And so to get marginal revenue, you have to do some derivatives. So I don't want to scare people, but there is some math involved, but I have a calculator to make it easy. So you don't have to do all that, all that hard work, um, but you're setting marginal costs equal to marginal revenue. And that is what is from the textbook that when you do that profit is maximized at that point. 
And so it's just how you manipulate the data to get it into the economic theory to maximize profit. Nice. So you need to understand it for the most part, but yeah, you don't have to run all the calculations yourself, right? Just get get, get the inputs, use your tool, and, and then it will spit out the answer. Now, once you get that optimized price and it's to the penny, and then you maybe tweak it a little bit to you know use consumer psychology and things like that and to make it look right, uh, after you do that, now, how often are we going back and, and looking to run a test again and maybe change our price or re-optimize? Right. I'd say at least twice a year. And, you know, this will depend on a lot of factors, you know, how, how much volume the brand is doing. If there are changes, competitors coming out, other products launched right now, just the economic environment so uncertain, I would probably be doing things every quarter because everything, what this process is using is real buying decision, right? That's why it's so much better than any other method. It's how people are you know, spending money from their own wallet. That's the data you're using. So everything's included, right? The economic factors going on, large macro factors where your competitors are priced, even using the cost of your product, you know, the, your COGS, because that is changing as well. So all that data is factored in to these decisions. Yeah. And man, with, with things changing rapidly right now and inflation still happening and uncertainty, you know, this, this process is coming up with your demand curve. And it's very possible. In fact, it's almost a certainty that demand curve is shifting a little bit right now because of outside factors, because of competitive factors, because of economic factors. And so running these calculations on a quarterly basis makes a ton of sense. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session, or click on resources and guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show. Any other, I know we could get into, you know, more of the nitty gritty or like break down the formula, but that would be difficult to talk about in a podcast. And so we're going to uh, plug the the course. I know you've got a special discount for the, the listeners. So we'll talk about that in a minute, but, but any other insights like on, on how we should be thinking about price or any mistakes that we left out, any, any other general thoughts there? Well, the biggest thing was that I would just encourage brands to look at price. You know, I mean, everyone is so data driven on ad performance right and or you know they're doing a, a cro experiment you know and they're just diving into the data but then again they haven't looked at price you know in five years on on their main selling product so take that same mindset you know you use that you're so analytical with on your paid ads and apply it to pricing because there's just so much value it's one of the easiest things you can do now that you know that there is a process to do it to improve profit for your business all of that profit is just going to flow straight to the bottom bottom line. And it's best for almost every brand out there because I could almost guarantee you're at the wrong price point right now. Yeah. And man, how much easier is it to go out and, and adjust your 
price than it is to A-B test landing pages or, or split test your bullet points on Amazon or hire a CRO firm and go through that process. All those I would recommend, right? I've had recent podcasts, guests, and episodes dedicated to CRO and, and how to improve UX. And that's all valuable, but it's a lot easier to adjust price. And I think we forget how much price impacts conversion rate. And then again, how much little price changes can impact profit one way or the other. And one other thing that's interesting about price is it can impact your ad performance, right? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Google shopping guy from you know, the very beginning of Google Shopping. And we see it all the time. We, you know, back when we used to do like SKU level bid adjustments and pulling data at the individual product level, um, you know, you can see it. You drop price and click-through rate goes up and you drop price and more people see the product. You, you drop price and even before any of that happens, Google starts showing the ad more because they know that if the price is lower, more people are going to click and more people click, that makes more money for Google. And so, yeah, there's there's just, there are things that, that shift here. And so it makes all the sense in the world to look at this the right way. And also to know that you're probably at the wrong price point. Honestly, this is interesting. This has me thinking about pricing from a service standpoint, like so a service model. And, and actually, just to, to click on that, just to, this is mostly for my benefit, but I know we have other service providers, other industry uh, people that are involved that are more service based. How do you apply pricing and a similar pricing model to a service? Right. You can, and you, you can also apply it in a B2B scenario as well for an actual product. It gets a little tricky because then you tend to go into quantity rather than conversion rate. But if you have, you know, a service where you're kind of, you know, you are displaying prices, you are measuring that in a conversion rate scenario where you're probably capturing a lead and then converting that lead. doesn't matter if, you know, there's a Zoom process in the middle of that or a phone call, you're, you're still having the conversion data. I did all this at Inogen using, you know, phone sales, right? This was before e-commerce. So you can apply the process to pretty much any selling environment. You may have to make some tweaks. I'm happy to, you know, talk to brands if they have a unique situation of how they could apply this to, you know, their own their own store, SaaS or B2B, whatever it may be, it can definitely work. Yeah, really cool. Let's talk a little bit about Glimmerwish. So you mentioned it. I know you're running with your wife and your daughters. You have more fun with that than you did your, your previous business, even though the previous business went went public. But where did the where did the idea for Glimmerwish come from, and and what do you guys uh, sell? So my daughter came up with the idea. She was ten at the time. And she always wanted, you know, these just fun looking hair care, skincare products in the store. And then my wife would look at the label and see, oh, this, this just has all these terrible chemicals in, in this product. You're not getting this. And so it was my daughter's idea. Well, you know, let's make fun products kids want, like these ones that she saw with clean ingredients, right? That moms will approve of, right? Because the clean products were boring. Nobody wants something in cardboard and you know, it smells like lavender or something. <laughs> Yeah, or patchouli or something. Yeah, exactly. So we custom mold mermaids, unicorns, you know, in these fun shapes, these fun bottles, all with clean ingredients. We do hair care products and skin care. And uh, we launched uh, to the market about a year ago. And um, it's going great. And we're just having a ton of fun. Yeah, what, what a cool 
concept and, and I, I love that your daughter is the one that came up with the idea because yeah, most shampoo bottles, conditioner bottles, hair care products, just a tube or it's a it's a cardboard, you know, sleeve or something, which which by the way, there's a market for that, right? We have several brands that, that create clean products and and someone who's really interested in, in avoiding plastics or whatever, they're gonna they're gonna gravitate towards that. But what about kids, man? They, they want cool products and, and it is actually easier as a parent to get your kid to brush their teeth or, or put conditioner in their hair or take care of self-care if it's fun, if, if the packaging is fun. But yeah, most of that stuff, for whatever reason, I'm sure it's cost related and, and probably a few other factors, but most of that stuff is garbage, right? It's garbage that you don't want to put on your body or in your body. And so, yeah, it's a really cool brand. And I'm looking at one of the unicorn, uh, the unicorn conditioner right now, which is which is super fun. And I'm also now I'm looking at your pricing. Got me thinking, you know, how, how long did it, did it take you to come up with your specific pricing? And so actually, do you, do you mind if we talk about the specific pricing? Sure. Cool. So I see some of these, like the unicorn shampoo is $22, unicorn conditioner 22 body wash is 18 you know, mermaid, hair care duo is 44 So those are ending in a, in a low number. And I know, you know, some of the psychology or some of the some of the teachings in the past were like, hey, end in seven or higher or whatever. So talk about these pr- these prices and, and how they compare to maybe where you started. Yeah, I, well, I'm definitely using, you know, what we talked about for my own business as well. And uh, like we said, you know, Amazon's working really well. So that's where most of our data is. You know, we're on Shopify too and trying to grow that channel, of course. But uh, Amazon's about 60% of our revenue. And so most of our data is there. It's easy to, you know, test things on Amazon. And so we launched, uh, you know, at around $17, $18 and use the traditional processes. You know, you don't have data. So yeah, we we did competitor benchmarking. We did cost plus and, you know, our our cogs were high when we came out of the gate. So we kind of had to price it up there a little bit. But once we had data, we ran the, the process and found out our optimal price point to maximize total business for the company was around $22. So we went with that. And then once you run that, you implement those prices, then you verify, okay, am I getting the right conversion rate, which the process predicted I would get? And that's, that's the, you know. So you got to go back and check it, right? Process said this price point, this conversion rate, but does that actually happen? So you got to run it and then, and then verify the data. And so we did. And then, you know, the fine tuning, that's an interesting point because I think here the consumer psychology has shifted a little bit and it's what happens. You know, everyone used to price at, you know, 1999, you know, would be kind of the, the price point. And you're seeing a ton of brands now, especially in the beauty space. So I think kind of geared at this audience with which we're in, you know, our, our customer, our moms, right? That's that's who's buying the product. Moms are buying the product and they're buying all these other products and related industries. Everyone is moving towards just round it off. Just, just give me a price, you know, $20. Don't say $19.99. I think under other industries that still works, but the latest trend is to just, you know, give me a flat price, even, you know, one number that I can take to the bank because a lot of people are saying yeah I'm, I'm i get what you're trying to do you know i know this is a pricing tactic and and so so yeah now people are just like give me i want clean ingredients i want clean pricing exactly uh, yeah no gimmicks yeah really good really good byron this has been fantastic you got me motivated to talk 
price more frequently with customers and, and take a closer look at that. Because, you know, one of the things we talk about a lot, you know, back to the CRO discussion is, you know, we, we run a lot of top of funnel traffic as an agency, a lot of YouTube, a lot of Google shopping, a lot of search and, and more. And so we love conversion rate optimization companies and specialists, because if you can in- improve your conversion rate a little bit, now that changes the, the economics of your top of funnel campaigns. Now we can go harder on YouTube and we can push performance max more and we can grow the business. Same is true though with price. You know, we, we start to get more profitability or we optimize price for conversion rate, which leads to profitability. Same thing. That has an impact on uh, top of funnel ads. I know I mentioned Google Shopping a little bit ago, but it has an impact on all your ads. So big, big fan of this. So for those that want to check out the course, how can they find it? We'll link to it in the show notes, of course, too. But how can they find it? And then I think you got a special deal for everybody as well. Absolutely. So the course is profitprofessor.io. Go check it out. It's just my passion project, just trying to help people. And um, definitely want to do a, a discount for your listeners. 50% off what we can do. Just use code OMG. Code OMG, and that's that profit professor because he's taking you back to school. But he does it in a polite way. Even you know when he's a guest on your podcast, if you make an, an error in describing something, he'll he'll kind of let it slide and be and be be gentle about it. Uh, but but uh, profit professor, really really good stuff. So use that code OMG, get fifty percent off. I think impossible for this not to pay for itself and not to help you tremendously. So likely this is a lever you're not pulling, either not pulling frequently enough or not pulling in the right way. And it's another way to optimize your business. Byron, so glad I had you on. This is really, really good. Can't wait to share this with the e-com world. And any any parting thoughts, Any anything you want to share? I'll also shout out to, to girl dads out there like myself. I got six daughters. I got to go buy some unicorn shampoo now. I think that's going to make some people very, very happy. But, but any other asks, tips, or anything to close on? Well, as, as you're looking at the course, just know I'm available. I, I want to help people. So, And I, I love just connecting with brands, too. If you want to reach out, uh, hello at profitprofessor.io is the email address. Happy to help you through the course or just talk, you know, see how we can help each other. Uh, We're all in this together. So I want to thank you too, Brett. It's been an honor. I love the pod. I listen to every episode and it's just been great to be here. Now it's going to be both super exciting and potentially a little bit weird to hear yourself on the the podcast. (laughs) But you did a great job. Really informative. Love this. Can't wait to share clips and, and share the whole episode. So Byron, Myers, ladies and gentlemen. Byron, thanks for taking the time and we'll we'll have to do this again sometime. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. Awesome. And thank you for tuning in. As always, we'd love to hear feedback from you. What would you like to hear more of on the podcast? And if you haven't done it so far, we would love that five-star review on iTunes. It helps other people discover the show. And with that, until next time, thank you for listening. (laughs) 